Welcome to Dig It. This is the speaker. I am here with the Sharp Edge and Corey Lynn of Corey's Digs. How are you guys doing? Doing good, but I'm running out of things to watch. I might have to watch Tiger King. <laughs> <laughs> I've, Please, I've heard no. some funny things. I've heard some funny I, things. This is what you've become, isn't it? My God. <laughs> I haven't been watching much of anything. I've just been in deep, deep, deep digs and a lot of communications with people across the country. Yeah, I'm working I'm... on a report on the, uh, oh, it's going to cover several aspects, but pr primarily I am communicating with many physicians across the country right now at hospitals. So I want to get, you know, I, I've seen the videos of a lot of people driving around to the outsides. I want to get the info from the inside. So that's what I've been working on. Uh, good. Awesome. That's really going to be valuable information to have. I agree. And, right. and, and it is. I'm finding out quite a bit. Yeah. So I have no idea what we're going to get into today. I do think we're <laughs> I'm just, I just dropped by. I'm just like, hey, podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> we are going to talk about Corona because that, that, that is the thing affecting us most at the moment. Uh, so it is something we've got to keep up. But different aspects of it as well. Uh, not mm -hmm. just um, about what's going on, but we're going to get into some more discussions into it. Um, something about Mark Meadows, was it, Edge, that I didn't see? Oh, just going to quick mention Mark Meadows um, being chief of staff now for the White House. That just that just happened this week. So Interesting little shift there. Yeah. We'll, we'll also talk about shift drafting legislation to set up a commission uh, to review the coronavirus response. Can you believe that shit? Shocker. Yeah, I can. Of course we can. <laughs> yeah, Shocker. Do, right? we'll, yeah. we'll, mention, we'll mention that the... fish tank lady too. There's a little bit of weird stuff going on there. Um, and the OIG report, right? And the OIG report. Yeah, oh, and okay. Edge's new dig. We do actually have a few things to talk about. Just we do, yeah. Quite a bit. Yeah, uh, considering how busy we've all been, apart from Edge, we're watching, watching TV. <laughs> <laughs> I'm busy. No, she's she, she's flat out. Uh, side. But she's think, digging, man. She's digging. Yeah, I think we all are at the moment. <clears throat> well, I'm just trying to keep things afloat here. Some money to come in. Too much problem, economic problems going on with coronavirus down here, anyway. So, and I'm sure it's the same thing from over there. Yeah, so. and we've just heard that it's going to be 30 more days. Um, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, Trump came out this week, made that decision based off of projections, models that they've been using, compiling data from around the world, including China, which I don't know how good their data is. Uh, but apparently, you know, the projections were not looking good and it was recommended for them to uh, keep the stay at home recommendations in for another 30 days. When I heard that, I was like, no. Yeah. What's, what's but, your, what, what's your opinion on that girls? I mean, that, that 30 days affects you more than me. I'm, you know, over here, even though we're locked down for the same amount of time, but what's, what's your take on that? Is it a good move, a bad move? I know either way that, you know, they're going to slam him for it. If he didn't take another 30 days, they'll say he's risking people's lives. If yes. he did, you know, like they, either way, they were going to slap him for it. But what's your feelings about it? I feel like he's really stuck here. He has to to do this, and for him, the priority is to save lives. And uh, he's doing what he really, truly feels is the right call, uh, based off of the data, based off of the models, based off of the doctors, Fauci and Burks. Um, there are plenty of people who question that. Um, and I understand that, but what is, what's Trump going to do? What's he going to do? You know, if he lets people just, you know, go and, you know, act like everything's normal and then people start dropping like flies, then it's his fault. And if, you know, so it's his fault either way, it rests on his shoulders either way. So I think for him, this is the best call. It's the safest call. Um, even though I understand why people, you know, question, um, question it. I think we'll know more honestly in two weeks. They keep saying, you know, these two weeks are going to be really rough. So we'll see, you know, if we're, if we're being too uh, heavy handed with these, um, these enforcements or not. 
in two weeks when we start seeing, you know, if we start seeing some more numbers upticking. That's my opinion. So I have a totally different working theory that's going to be in my report that I haven't seen anybody talk about. And um, I'm not actually going to get into it in the podcast because I'm still working through the details of my theory. Um, but that's going to be out in my report over the next week. Uh, start with this responsible reporting. We want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> Throw a cat it's, uh, it's well, I, I do agree with some of what Edge just said, but I have a, I, I do have a completely different theory on all of this, um, just based on research I've been doing thus far. So, so uh, we can we can learn a lot from those people. Like Corey is very. Uh, meticulous about putting information out unless you can connect everything and really prove a fact and what I've been seeing a lot lately which is kind of it's not the only reason I've kind of tuned off Twitter it's that I've been crazy busy with this coronavirus thing going on but there's a lot of speculation and what I've noticed is people will create speculation or someone will come up with a theory and these things are all well and good they're all good to come up with. They're all good to speculate over. But they'll take that as fact. And then when it doesn't happen, they'll get angry at someone because of it. And it's like, well, well you're, you're the one's coming up with these ideas, right? And then you're getting mad because they're not coming true. Because you've got absolutely nothing to base them on. Apart from just this one odd thing or this photo doesn't seem right. Or, and then you go into this whole tunnel about this is what's, what's happening. And it's like please just take a moment, take a breath and see how things play out and at least try to connect it in some other way. Right. And one of the things I'm doing, so I already had, and, and this is part of the reason I wanted to do this. I already had friends and relatives that work in hospitals. So I wanted to get an inside view. And as I started gathering more information, I kind of put a call out um, to other people, and I've been in communication with people across the country in hospitals, I want to get the inside view of what's going on there. One thing I can say for certain is this is real, and it, it is being overhyped as far as the war zones um, and how busy or crowded or when the media reports and says, they're going to run out of ventilators or um, like CNN. I, I, I could not believe that message. In fact, I have to go back and find that, that news alert that they put out saying um, that care, I, I, something to the effect of they're going to have to start uh, determining who they're going to care for and who they're not because they're going to be overloaded and inundated and yada, yada. That's so, so irresponsible. It's so ridiculous. Right. So this kind of stuff is being over, from what I've gathered so far, all the information I've compiled so far, that is being overblown. That said, that said, there, these people are short on some supplies. Masks primarily. A lot of the nurses are having to paper bag their masks. So they'll, as opposed to like putting on one in between each patient they may see, they're having to wear the same one for a whole shift, in some cases for a whole week. In fact, I actually have a friend, <laughs> I have a friend, uh, I have a family member that's in construction and he has an N95 mask. And I have a friend who works at a hospital that I'm going to get this mask to because they don't have any there. And what I'm finding is it's not, so it's not just, I, I have a relative in Florida who works at a hospital too. So what we have is, a lot of these hospitals were already like low on supplies. There, there's not very good um, budgeting and upkeep with all of that. So they were already kind of low in some of these hospitals. And then in other cases, some of them were stolen. You know, as soon as this hit, people that were coming in to the hospitals were like stealing the supplies from the hospitals. So they have had to put their supplies on lockdown. <laughs> And they're only dispensed, like, here's your mask for the day. Hang on to it. So um, so that part, you know, most of them do seem to have enough ventilators right now. If they were to get hit um, with, like, a big influx at once, then they're a little nervous on that front. But we're not seeing that massive overflow, you know, 
Um, there have been some that have, that have hit that, that have hit a peak where they had like 20 people in there on ventilators at the same time. And it was pretty scary for them, but now it's calmed back down. It's definitely not like Italy. No, no. Well, and we don't know, you know, it seems those numbers may have been somewhat altered as well. I mean, it's just, you know, that's that's it. Like our projections, our data and our projections mm-hmm. um, are based off of Italy's numbers, are based off of Korea, they're based oh, off of China, right. Spain. Um, so whatever in- input we're putting in, we're trusting that that has to be reliable information because that affects the, our projections. So, you know- The thing it, I wanna know is why artificially elevate your numbers? I don't know that they're artificial. Well, China's not artificially well, elevating. No, no, they're, 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 they're lowering their numbers. They're lowering. I'm saying, but why would Italy, it, why would a country elevate it? No, I don't Th- think Italy. Um, I think Italy has an antiquated system where they were incorrectly logging it as death due to coronavirus when it was actually a death due to other illnesses, and they okay. may have just had coronavirus on top of that, or may have had symptoms of it that sort of a thing it had to do with the way they were logging it no and 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 which is which is another big issue that we're seeing and that's happening everywhere i believe um instead of it being you know it's in some cases they could say it's corona related in other cases it's definitely not that at all they were already dying of cancer or organ failure or in hospice like these people were on their last leg already and then all of a sudden this hit and then they're like wow how did how did this just happen let's test them for you know coronavirus and boom there it is and then it's getting logged in as death by coronavirus which is absurd i mean it's important to to have those numbers but in a whole separate column not the death toll of a country, but then we do have some, some strange anomalies out there I'm finding where people do not have pre-existing at all. And so. Yeah. We, we, I've, I've noticed some of that too. It's like, yeah, the, it's just the odd, the odd uh, 20 year old or 30 year old for some reason di- dying to Corona without nothing. So it's right. strange. Right. And not even like a smoker, didn't vape or anything. And it just, it attacks the lungs so quickly. So, so this is real. I need people to understand this is real and people are dying and, and men are more affected from, from it than women, it seems. And, uh, and we can talk more about that if you guys want. Uh, I, I only recently started digging into that a little bit, but it is legitimate. So, so those, you know, I'm seeing just tons of videos and information going around, making it seem like this whole thing is a cover story and they're rescuing kids from underground. And God, I hope so. That would be great. But I haven't seen any evidence to that. And that this is all a hoax. There's no war zones. There's nobody even dying in the hospitals and people are dying. (laughs) So, so yeah. So we need to talk about these discrepancies because there are a lot of discrepancies. It's really hard to reconcile. And we need to kind of provide our perspectives maybe on what we think, because I agree with you, Corey, that it, it is real and there are real deaths. And we are probably going to see, um, as Trump and the task force have said, a spike over the next couple of weeks. Um, that said, uh, on the other side of it, the media has pumped it up to be war zones and hospitals. Meanwhile, people who now no longer trust the media because the media is using videos of Italy hospitals to talk about how there's war zones in New York hospitals, totally deceptive media reporting there. So now we have no trust in the media. So now people are thinking that this is all a hoax when there's, there is some truth. It's just mixed with lies. And so now nobody believes any of it. But so we have people going to hospitals Which is and being videos. done intentionally. Right. Confusion is yes. their game. It always has been. Yes. Yes. And then confusion so, is their game because confusion put, keeps you in fear. And then people are going Which to hospitals and videotaping and they see nothing going on. It's totally silent, calm, still. It's, it's very confusing um, as just the average person 
to reconcile all of this information coming in. We have the coronavirus task force saying, you know, we're shooting for and aiming for 100 to 200,000 deaths. That's the goal is to get it that low. Um, right. Meanwhile, we and we have media saying, you know, war zones in hospitals. And then we have our, our own people going out to their personal hospitals and seeing nothing going on. It's really difficult to reconcile that. What's your I, I want to talk about that part. So if I can jump in here. Um, nah. People need to understand all procedures. Um, any elective procedure, like everything has been shut down in these hospitals unless you are pumping out a baby, you just got in a car accident or broke your arm or um, maybe, you know, cancer, you know, or things of that nature. Everything else is closed down. Their staff has been massively cut. And therefore, you're going to see way less cars in the parking lot right off the bat. So they're not allowing patients or they're not allowing, um, most hospitals are not allowing um, visitors there are a couple that have allowed just like one visitor. So you're not going to see if somebody's in there, say they took an ambulance or a cab or a friend or family member dropped them off. Now you have no car sitting in the parking lot. So, so just to keep it in perspective, that is the reason why we're seeing way less cars in these parking lots to begin with. As far as what's happening inside the hospitals, a lot of them have taken and set up um, special floors and units that they are designated. You know, some of them have like those, gosh, I can't remember, are they called pressure rooms or no pressure rooms? And so they designate those areas specifically for, you know, those that, that contract COVID. So, and in some cases, they're going right into the ER. In other cases, they have uh, tents set up like for screening first. And if they take your temperature and they feel that, you know, you, you definitely are, um, there's a good chance you could have it, then you're proceeding forward. If not, and you don't have really have those symptoms, they're sending you back home. Um, not everyone has those tents set up though. So it's a very unique situation. And of course, things are going to seem a bit like a ghost town with the exception of, um, those that might be, I mean, so think about that. If, if an entire hospital is treating, has 20 people in there with COVID on ventilators right now, how many cars are you going to see in the parking lot? <laughs> you know, but we can't discount those 20 because it's legitimate. And you start adding up all the hospitals around the country. Now, there are definitely some that haven't had a single case yet. Um, I have a cousin in Florida. She has not seen a single case yet. So, yeah, it, so it's, it's a big mix. Yeah, it's, so the hospitals around here, local to me, haven't seen any, right? But I have uh, my cousin as well, who's an ER doctor, and her husband, who's actually a brain surgeon. Um, he, they, they're both on, like, notification of it just in case as well. And they work out of the city. But, like, you know, they're... they're all, all doctors are kind of on call here in case they're needed. Um, so, yeah, like you were saying, that's the the doctors are really on the front line of this, and they're the real silent heroes of this war at the moment mm -hmm. because a lot of them have been dying as well from Corona. So, right, yeah, a lot of them have have contracted it, and a lot of them are are healing. You know, yeah. So, so I'm going to be putting all of this. Everything I have dug up in my report, I'm going to be putting my theories in there. And, um, and of course, I'll have to throw in a few of the hoaxes as well. And just, just to give some better clarity and perspective and try to tamper down some of the confusion that's going on, you know? Yeah. Because I think that's where a lot of the fear comes in. I mean, there's been moments where I've been concerned about this. Um, I, for the most part, I haven't been in fear over it, but... There's been moments where I'll get down a little bit and concerned because I have older parents, you know, mm. so right. I think it's, it's important to keep things in perspective and, and, and get the facts. The we facts. do need some facts. I would like to get some facts, some real facts on what actually happened in China. How many people died? How many people contracted it? 
that would be really good information to know because if uh, you could model off of what actually happened um, from the beginning, that would have been helpful to know. Well, we know the CCP covered it up from the start. Numbers and date of the outbreak, how the outbreak happened, right? They've covered it with the story of this wet market. Um, but now you had CNN post articles today saying that China did cover up the numbers and the nut they are covering up the death toll. And you're like, oh, now you're jumping on this CNN. Is, is, is it that hard to ignore now? Oh, right? it's that, that hard. Yeah. That, that you have to start posting it and not completely defend the commies. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Well, and then there's just these weird, weird uh, inconsistencies and anomalies, you know, and then the whole virus end of it, I've been digging into as well. And, Depending on whether I can connect these final dots, I may have a second report coming out on that. But, but just, you know, like, so it's showing that the males and females are both fairly equal as far as contracting it, but it's the percentage of males that it's affecting um, on a lethal scale is much higher. And we were talking a little bit about this before we started the, the podcast. And I know you were saying, Edge, like with heart disease, um, is more prevalent in men. And then of course there's different, you know, I was reading one article that was talking about the habits of men with like drinking and smoking and that type of thing. But, but then there's the interesting aspect of, you know, estrogen having um, a stronger, like women having a stronger immune system essentially. And I just started thinking about, remember, um, I know a lot of us have covered this in the past couple of years about the sperm count decreasing over the decades in men, and it's either 40 or 50% decrease. Like, I, I want to say it's a 50% decrease over the last 40 years. Does that sound right? I don't know, but I do know that we've talked about this in previous podcasts. Yeah, and I, I included it in one of my reports. It may have been my eugenics one. I can't remember. Um, but I find that interesting because I'd have to look at the correlation with the sperm and the testosterone and the immune system if the testosterone's depleted, because I know that estrogen does add um, a higher level of a stronger immune system in women. So that, that could play a factor in this as well. Well, to help you, my, my, my testosterone's fine. Just <laughs> I was waiting for that. If you want to, if you want to use me as a model... <laughs> You know, I could, I can be your test subject zero. He can, he'll be the control group. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. You can model your analysis of me, right? So, look, here's another anomaly. How is California doing so well as far as controlling the curve? They were talking about this on Tuesday. They were comparing, say, New York and New Jersey versus the rest of the country. And particularly with California, who had some of the earliest cases, and were going to be a hot spot, but then they got it under control so quickly. How? California's never had anything under control, especially <laughs> their population. Right. How did they do that? And it just seems, it, it doesn't, I can't reconcile that. I mean, did they and really get a hold of Has their ship this? arrived? Has their ship arrived over there yet? You know, I've been hearing all about New York. Let me check and yeah. see. I know, me too. I, That's why I, I don't remember hearing if there's arrived yet, but... Yeah, we haven't been hearing a whole lot. It all seems to be centralized on New York. Now, oh, I've seen videos and a lot of stuff going on with New York. A lot of people have been, again, saying, well, there's not lines outside and there's you know nothing in the parking lots and that type of thing. Um, but then we're seeing these freezer trucks with bodies. Um, I have I have confirmed that they have actually ordered these freezer trucks. And, and well, I'm going to get into the whole autopsy part of that in my report, but um, we saw Trump talk about it in the press conference a few days back where he spent a few minutes on it um, pertaining to, I believe it was Elmhurst Hospital in Queens. And he was, he, he to me, felt genuine in saying how he was seeing the imagery, seeing the bodies in the trucks and everything and so many bodies and it was really concerning. And, and, and then you have people trying to say this is a hoax. And then there was, I think, I want to say the New York Times did some coverage and then one other news station came in and did coverage like inside the hospital and everything. 
And um, there was someone who was posting a thread where they said, well, look, there's only 10 people in line. Well, so it was like in one day, it was either 13 or 14 people had died from it. And they were showing pictures of them in the, you know, in the body bags in the freezer truck, which I really don't think they should even be showing that crap, but you know, fear tactics. So do I think people have actually died at that hospital based on my research with all these other hospitals? Yes. Um, do I think that they've run out of ventilators and it's, you know, amped up to the way the media is talking about it? No. No. I mean, we saw the whole shit show with Como on the Oh, ventilator. yeah. I want to talk so. about that. But just to get back to the ship, the Mercy ship, it is docked at the Port of Los Angeles and it has been for a few days now or several days. So, but yeah, uh, Cuomo, you know, he's been grandstanding, talk about, talking about where's the supplies, where's the supplies, you know, meanwhile, he's been busted on a couple of instances with thousands of ventilators being stocked up, found in storage in one hospital, and then in another hospital, it was like, they went from 20 or 30,000 masks to all of a sudden having 300,000 masks, and Trump even mentioned that. Um, on Sunday or last weekend, you know, telling the media, look, you should look into this, do your job, check this out. Right. How do you go from 20 or 30,000 to now 300,000? And then he said, he even said this, he says, I don't think it's hoarding. I think maybe it's even worse than hoarding. Mm -hmm. so what do you guys think about that? Well, well, that's, that's underlining code that is for, he's, he's, he's messing around with some shit here. He already knows. We're, he already knows. And he's right. got Barr looking into it already because you know that the DOJ has prioritized any kind of fraud, hoarding, gouging, um, anything yeah. with coronavirus. They're already looking into the senators who have, have did some insider trading prior to the coronavirus um, and all of this. So I It's, it's really disgusting. We have to talk about the most disturbing thing of all, though. Right? What? What is going on with these nipples? <laughs> <laughs> Nipplegate. It's a thing. Nip, Nipplegate. I haven't even heard of this one yet. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I think he's got nipple piercings. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. What are we talking about? So, so Cuomo gave a, press, a presser. He was wearing a white polo. He was wearing a white polo. It had the emblem, like the New York, you know, emblem on it. But this right. polo did not provide very much coverage let's just say <laughs> it oh, was geez. kind of revealing and it was pretty obvious that Cuomo you guys have to send me a picture of that I didn't see that one. <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> we, will, we will put that we will I have a question that. for you guys Sanders? on the ships on the ships why and I haven't processed through this yet but it's something that's been bugging me why aren't they putting the, the coronavirus patients on the ships where it can be more contained and isolated and the hospitals can be opened up more for emergencies and allow people to proceed with their procedures they've had scheduled and important testing and so I'll on and you. so forth. I'll tell you, and it's, and I can't tell you why I know this. I, I just know somebody who has this kind of information or would like have this kind of experience. And okay. they've said that these ships are just not set up for it they're just not and so there's just no okay. way to uh properly care for the people and you know also make sure that it's you know being mm, contained um in the gotcha. way that it needs to be so gotcha hmm. and so while, while we're on the end of this topic what's um what do you think would be the future um, effects after this crisis. How, how do you think this will affect our culture, our economy, everything? What's your take on it? There's going to be some good things and there's going to be some bad things that come from this. Obviously, the economy is going to have to take some time to recover from this. And so definitely the economy is going to get hit hard. We're going to have to come back, but I think we will come back stronger. I think that we'll be wiser. I think that from this, we have learned to start making stuff in the United States and start controlling our supply line of important things like drugs, like pharmaceuticals, like 
masks like ventilators, um, these kinds of things, having um, a stockpile, having control of the, the supply chains, icing China completely the freak out from now on, on all of this stuff. I'm pissed, man. Like I want, I, I want China to pay for what they have done. I can't even like, I, mm, I have to bite my tongue right now, but, <laughs> but I want China to pay. And so, yeah, I think that we will have learned a lot as far as um, how to handle this in the future with regards to um, getting FDA approvals, you know, and streamlining that kind of thing, um, supply ch chains on a number of things, as well as, you know, who to trust, um, and obviously not China. Well, I, I think it's going to, um, it's going to alter people's minds and perceptions for the forever for the future now as well. Um, at least in the foreseeable next few decades. I think that that people are witnessing and recognizing the level of lies um, within our government, within the healthcare industry. And it, I think this is a big wake up to people to learn how to focus on themselves, focus within, take care of themselves not be so trusting and vulnerable to allow others to lead the way and tell you what to do and how to do things and how to care for yourself. And, you know, and, and, and of course we're also going to be faced with the uh, mandatory vaccines that they're going to try to put in play. I mean, I think everyone pretty much can see that coming. I think, think I, I, I think a lot of people will start learning to be more self-reliant mm -hmm. now. The fact that, that, sorry, I'm cutting out a bit. Um, the fact that this has kind of proved to me that the world is not ready for a real crisis, like a real crisis, like say if a meteor hit or something. Okay. Uh, well, we're going extremes here, but I'm, I'm saying, now people are starting to think about prepping more. Uh, they're starting to think about, you know, just protecting themselves, the individuality, protecting their, their families and stuff like that. And just, you know, this thing I'll leave you with is like it, it, everybody called preppers crazy. They called them insane. They, they, they thought they were going overboard. But to me, crazy is trying to build your arc after the flood. Right. Well, and also the whole immune system aspect to it and nutrition and keeping healthier and perhaps growing your own garden of vegetables and herbs and all of that, you know, um, I think farming's where it's at. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that we might ha see a lot of people migrating from bigger cities to middle of nowhere, you know, um, getting back to nature, getting back to simplicity, um, I think that there, it is going to be a cultural shift. And, um, I can tell you that this never happened in any of our lifetimes. And I, I imagine that with, for kids, it's kind of cool that they're not in school that, you know, as long as their parents aren't, are kind of sheltering them from that whole fear aspect. Um, but the kids are like, this is awesome. We don't have school. But you know, yeah, except for those in high school that are missing their prom and their graduation and, Yes. And, and, you know, sports and things like that. But it's going to affect them it's forever. Them. It's going to be something that they remember for the rest of their lives. And it's going to have an impact on the way they see right. the world. Um, but, you know, to look, this, this has also given us an opportunity to be more introspective and spiritual, I believe. Like, you, you really, a lot of times we get so busy that we're not um, focused on the spirituality of things. And so when we're forced to slow down, there is that time for introspection, especially when things are t tough or scary. You know, that's a lot of times where when we go to God and, you know, I thought it was really cool when the MyPillow guy got up there and started talking about this off the cuff. I mean, he got mm -hmm. ripped for it, but, and we can talk about this, but I loved his off the cuff statements. He was like, you know, God gave us grace on November 8th, 2016 to change the course we are on. 
And um, this nation had turned its back on God. And I encourage you to use this time at home to spend in the word and spend with your families. And with this, with everyone praying daily, I know that we'll get through this and we'll get back to a stronger and a better place. And I thought that was just a really inspirational message. It really hit home for so many people across the nation. And it was really cool to hear that on that platform. And people were like, oh, why is he even up there talking? Well, you know, the guy is converting his business into a mask making business to help the country out. So that's why he was up there. Um, Yeah, he's already cranked out thousands, I believe. Mm. Right, right. I I, I told you the other day. He did, yes. My pillow guy, RT, retweeted my (laughs) my, my statement about that. She was pretty chuffed about that. I was. I was like, aw. I was like, that's cool. but like, like the the way they attacked him for it, it, it it's just like the way they attack Christians. It it's it's really disturbing to me because it is like, uh, it it it, uh, it, it it's hard they're, to. They're belittling him it, as but, though he's nothing. Yeah, well, it, it, exactly. Like it's not like those things are not important, right? As if you guys know me well, you know I'm not religious. I'm not a Christian. I'm a Catholic, um, but I. You, you and I each have a great relationship and we're on different sides of that perspective. Um, but I don't see anything wrong with that. Why, why can't they do that? You know, what, 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 what is the hate towards that? Let people believe what they want. And if it provides hope and if it provides uh, them with uh, safety and security, whether it be mentally or just emotionally, then there's nothing wrong with saying or doing these things i don't take offense to it as a you know not well because really- they don't want that hmm. they don't, they want everyone in disarray and confused and unhappy and they definitely don't want you turning to god hmm. so there you go so- now it now it cory boom <laughs> boom so give me the lowdown on the i haven't had time to read the um the, oh wait before we go, cover the the ig report though did you look at um, the 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 oh gosh the aquarium the aquarium yeah. lady? <laughs> uh, Tech Technofog did a good good thread on it. I'll, I'll 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 put I'll put it in the in the podcast. But pretty much, I, I, this bitch is crazy. Okay, so wait. Right? <laughs> this is what we're talking about. We're talking about just how, the stage. Okay, so Trump Trump came out. Uh, this was you know over a week ago, two weeks ago maybe, um, talking about hydroxychloroquine and how it's promising, and then he was jumped on by the media for that. And then shortly thereafter, this story about the couple who drank fish tank cleaner because it had chloroquine in it. Um, and self-medicated with it. And that was a justification for now to not use hydroxychloroquine as a medication for coronavirus patients. And even went so far as to, what was it, Nevada's governor uh, prohibiting it in in the state. So- But he has reversed that now, I believe. Yes, I heard that. But so now we have more information on this couple who- self-medicated with chloroquine and there's a whole backstory yeah so it, well it turns out she's got a history of mental illness paranoia depression all those things um she had considered divorce in 2012 uh apparently they were having problems uh so it it i, I don't know if it, this was an excuse to try to knock off her husband for insurance policy reasons but there is a lot of evidence directing that this could have been intentional by her um but once again that's speculation so don't take my word for it but um yeah it's it's an interesting story especially considering it was used to really try to slam trump through the mud with it right so yeah it's, it's interesting yes didn't she have a she had a history of drug use or something let me see yeah, she had a history of prescription drug use, I think. Oh, yes. She was taking, like, melatonin, Ambien, Valium all at once because she had crazy, like, sleeping issues. Um, and she had a, a history of 
anger and mental meltdowns. Um, and so there's like a whole long history. I also read that uh, they're big, you know, Democrat donors. So, um, you know, it seems like there's more to this story than just an innocent, um, un, uneducated or unaware couple thought that they were self-medicating with chloroquine to prevent coronavirus. It seems like there could be much more to this story and it was used as it was, this story was weaponized to be able to shut down hydroxychloroquine. Yes, the media just so happened to stumble across it immediately, pounce on it and spread it far and wide. Yep. Mm -hmm. We haven't seen that propaganda happen before. Mm -hmm. Right. Never, not once. We'll, uh, we'll we'll jump into kind of while we're still kind of on Corona. Um, Schiff drafting legislation to set up 9/11 style commission to review coronavirus response. Can you can you believe? This absolutely disgusts me, man. This but is like, the while, game. While, uh, this was the whole plan all along. This yep. you know this new investigation was the whole plan all along. It's you know Russia Gate. It's uh, Ukraine. It's you know, all it's the next impeachment, impeachment 2.0. Is they're gonna do some sort of after action review? Pelosi came out and said it now, Schiff's saying it. This was their plan all along. And you know, they want to say that Trump was incompetent. Well, who was the one in the middle of trying to impeach Trump while he was the one meeting with a task force on coronavirus? Right. It's yeah. so backwards. And, 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 and you had tweets going out, you know, the coronavirus team is too white. You know, that, 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 oh was the talking, that was the talking point at the time, you know. Don't worry about having the professionals for the job. The, the team was too white. So that's the things they were focusing on. Now they want to start a commission. to do it. It, it, It's crazy, man. I, just, I can't. I'm so sick of seeing this shit. Like, it's so transparent. You just, you, you see it coming a mile away. This, you know, when, when Schiff came out, you know, this week talking about how they're going to be doing an after action review or investigation, everybody's like, yep, here it is. We were waiting for this. Nobody was surprised. I mean, we knew that this was going to be their plan all along and it's going to be their next failed attempted coup. Um, so, you know, whatever, bring it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it, it will fail like most other things fail but it's it just shift that that's his job isn't it like it, it's, pre, it's pretty much his job is to just try to bring the president down that's the only thing he's done well i guess that's the only thing you can say for most democrats yes that is only their full-time the, job right now that is their full-time <laughs> job they don't care about you mm-mm, mm-mm. that's their only job right now or, i mean have we seen them do anything to assist or help with any of this other than trying to you know one up him pack mm. pack full the stimulus package to their advantage yeah. no that's about the only work i've seen them do on this while trying to take credit for getting $1,200 to each adult individual. And now that this has all been extended, I wonder if they're going to go back to the drawing board and go into their, what, phase four? Are they're they going to have to. More checks? Do you know anybody that's going to be able to survive off, or, off of a $1,200 check from the government when they're not working for when we're six already to in eight months weeks? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. 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 Insane. Absolutely insane. Okay, IG report. Roll it out. Well, real quick, yeah. we wanted to give you guys something to laugh at. Should we do that? Do those now? Uh, yeah. To... <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll we'll stay on a couple of funny, you know, coronavirus topics. One is this Houston mayor came out, and it was absolutely just jaw dropping. What this Houston mayor said is ridiculous. So he's giving a presser about coronavirus. And trying to quell any sort of um, uprisings or uh, criminals looting or whatever during the stay-at-home orders. And he he tells the criminals, just chill, stay at home, okay? (laughs) Just wait till coronavirus is over to commit your crimes. Then it's all right. Right. I'll give you a free We We should roll that clip. Okay. (laughs) 
and let me just make my plea. Until the coronavirus is resolved, criminals take a break. Okay? Stay home. Okay? Stay home. And don't commit any crimes. And that way, they'll stay safe and out of jail. And police officers will stay safe and can go home to their families. Okay? So everybody chill. Crooks, criminals, you chill. Wait till the coronavirus is over. There you have okay? it. And Houston's then mayor. Be okay. <laughs> Don't you have full confidence in this guy? Yeah. Wow. Just wow. He's a Democrat, isn't he? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Feeling. The, the Maddow one was pretty funny, too. Oh, we got to play that. So Maddow was just so sure of herself, as, as sure as she's been about how Russiagate was not a hoax and all of those other things. She was so sure that um, the, um, the Navy ship was not going to end up in New York this week. So let's roll it's that. It's not going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's we got to ro- roll that clip too. In terms of uh, the happy talk we've had on this front from the federal government, there is no sign that the Navy hospital ships that the president made such a big deal of, the comfort and the mercy, um, there's no sign that they'll be anywhere on site helping out anywhere in the country for weeks yet. The president said when he announced that those ships would be put into action against the COVID-19 epidemic, he said one of those ships would be operational in New York Harbor by next week. It's nonsense. It will not be there next week. A few moments later, she is such a clown. You got to find time to laugh about some of this stuff because it is heavy and I think it's going to get heavier for the next couple of weeks, you know, and so find some little moments, some little things to, to laugh about. Not that we're saying that, you know, it, all of this is laughable. We understand the seriousness. We understand people are hurting. We understand all of that. It's just, you know, for your own sanity, take, a, mm-hmm. take a break once in a while and have a laugh, you know, at absolutely the, at the insanity. Mm-hmm. All right. So IG. Okay. So Horowitz um, put out a memo following an audit of FBI FISA applications. These applications that he reviewed were random. Uh, There's 29 of them over the course of five years. So what it has found is that these FISA abuses that we saw with the previous IG report in relation to, for example, Carter Page and you know Flynn and and all of Trump's team, basically. Um, It wasn't exclusive to that. It uh, seems to be systemic and been going on for years. Uh, Literally every single random FISA application that they pulled did not meet standards, meaning like was grossly, grossly abused. Shocker. Right? So in... (laughs) In four of the 29 cases that Horowitz reviewed, there were absolutely no Woods files. Woods files are required. It's, uh, Woods files are documents that are supporting evidence on whatever facts that they are claiming in the FISA application in order to be able to spy on Americans. So they have to have supporting evidence in in those applications those are called woods files four of those fisa applications had no woods files um the rest of those applications all of them basically um the assertions that were made were still not properly supported by woods files documents meaning they were just flimsy as hell and not sufficient whatsoever in order to warrant FISA applications. So basically, in essence, in every random selected FISA application that they audited, the FBI was grossly abusing their powers in order to spy on people. And they've been doing it for years. Surprise, surprise. Shocker. (laughs) Absolute shocker. How's that make you feel? Gracious. So, hey, you're working on um, you're working on a report right now that I'm excited to read when I get done with my report. <laughs> Tell everyone what you're working on. 
Yeah, I just started on it. So I'm going to need probably another week to get it out, but I'm working on Maduro. And hopefully by the time I get it out, we'll have some updates of some more people um, that are ready to come, you know, turn themselves in. But um, I'm, I'm working on just Maduro drug trafficking out of Venezuela. And there's a lot of connections as people are probably well aware uh, from CIA to Hezbollah to, uh, you know, just, just a lot of connections, um, as far as the drug trafficking that was going on, uh, through Venezuela and their connections to Colombia, obviously. So, yeah. And that was an indictment that was announced. We covered this in our last week podcast on Maduro and was it 13 or 14 current and former officials? 14 current and former uh, one is in custody. We have another one who has said they are turning themselves in. So we've got two down, basically. And nice. uh, Maduro has said that they're going to have to get him dead. Like, he's he's not coming in alive. So right. um, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. That would yeah. be a good report and a good vid that we'll, we'll throw on Hivemind after Edge has finished with it. So Definitely. Yeah, like Definitely. like 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 she said, give her a week or something. We've we're, we're pretty busy. <laughs> a lot yeah. Going on. yeah, yeah, and oh, and I was hoping to get mine out by Friday, but I'm going to be honest. It's you know I'm talking with so many people, and they work. A lot of them are working ungodly amounts of shifts right now, and pulling doubles and triples. And um, so there's like some information and some questions. I'm still getting, you know, I'm still gathering my information, and then I'm going to write it all up. Um, so it, this may carry over into uh, next week. Most likely I will not have this out on Friday. All right. Well, you know, everybody's lives have been just turned upside down. So we appreciate yeah. the, the patience everybody has on, on letting us, you know, as people that provide content for you guys who'd be impatient with us. Cause you know, we all have personal lives and stuff going on. I know each and every one of us kind of, going through crazy times right now. We all are. So um, just know we're all in this together and uh, we're still here with you. We're doing everything that we can to bring information and insight to you guys as soon as we can. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Nicely done kids. All right. Are we ready to wrap? Yeah. Let's roll it off. All right, guys, thanks for joining us here on Dig It with the speaker, myself, The Sharp Edge, and Corey Lynn of Corey's Digs. Please be sure to share this podcast. We are now on iHeartRadio, Google Play, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and of course, YouTube. We'll see you back next time right here on Dig It. Not going to say anything funny? I know, that was. Thank you.